0: Kia ora, I'm Damien Venuto, it's May 16th and this is a special edition of The Front Page, a daily podcast presented by the New Zealand Herald. The nation woke up to harrowing news this morning as a blaze in Wellington ripped through a hostel. Fire crews worked through the night to save as many lives as they could, but the full extent of lives and livelihoods lost so far remains unclear. Katrina Bennett, Wellington head of news for The Herald, joins us to explain what we know so far about this fiery tragedy. Katrina, what exactly happened at this hostel in Wellington?
1: Well, that's very much what everyone's wanting to know, isn't it? And what's being actively investigated here in Wellington right now. What we do know, in the early hours of this morning, around 1225 so people would have been fast asleep, fire crews were called to Loafer's Lodge on Adelaide Road, where they were faced with what Wellington Fire and Emergency District Manager Nick Pyatt has described as their worst nightmare. Uh, He told reporters this morning it just doesn't get worse than this in their line of work. Confronted with the most challenging of scenes, we've got a building on fire, And they have to not only try and extinguish the flames, but also get people out. 52 people that they got out of that building, including having to rescue five people off the roof, putting their own lives at risk to try and rescue others and try and put the fire out as well.
0: How long were fire crews working on this issue?
1: It took hours and there's still dampening hotspots today and I'd say that they will be for some time. The building has been structurally damaged as well so it's very unsafe to get inside there. So at this stage we're still dealing with a building that has hot spots and is a danger. We've entered a different phase of this fire. We're now confident that... Anyone that is alive is out. As you can see from the building behind me, there's quite a bit of structural damage inside. It's unsafe in places. So we're now carefully and methodically searching through the building because, as you know, there's quite a few people unaccounted for.
0: How well known is this building in Wellington and who exactly was staying there at the time?
1: It's quite um, a prominent building, although Adelaide Road is a main commuter link for Wellington, so you could easily drive up and down there and never have given it much notice, but it is a very large building. Uh, We've been told this morning by police that many of those who lived there were from the city's transient community. Uh, One of the residents who actually lived there says a lot of others worked nights and weren't home when the fire started. So you've got people who work shift work as well. And a woman who owns a nearby grocer told us that a lot of medical workers live there. Uh, She thought that that particular fact was rather sad because if they had been injured in the blaze then they would now be getting treated and cared for by their colleagues in the nearby hospital so a transient community shift workers medical workers and that would make sense as well because this building is in Newtown, which is very close to wellington regional hospital do we have any
0: indication at this point about how many people died in the blaze and how many people are still unaccounted for
1: Yes. Authorities have confirmed to us that six people have died, but we don't have a final figure. There could well be more fatalities because, as I said, the building is still unsafe. Authorities can't really get inside and give it the all clear. We do have an urban search and rescue team working through, checking what they can, but until the whole building has been searched, then we don't have a final number. Police have said, though, that they believe the number of fatalities to be less than 10.
0: Is there any information yet on what caused the fire?
1: No, nothing official at this stage. And obviously that is going to be a big part of the investigation, including whether the fire was deliberately lit. That hasn't been ruled out. Also claims that smoke alarms weren't activated. So all of this is still to be investigated and determined. But really important questions there about, yes, what caused it? And uh, were there safety features up and running to alert people to the fact that the building was on fire? Early
0: news reports have also suggested that the building didn't have any sprinklers. What do we know about the safety standards across the building?
1: Yeah, that's really concerning. Um, This morning, though, Housing Minister Megan Woods has told us that the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment has informed her that the building was up to its required code and was inspected just earlier this year. And on the fact that there were no sprinklers, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins says the building code doesn't actually require the retrofitting of sprinklers. He says there are likely a number of similar buildings across the country. He's actually visited the site this morning, uh, primarily to provide support and just let the victims and their families know that New Zealanders are behind them.
0: Kia everybody. Obviously this has been rough news for New Zealanders to wake up to this morning as we've seen the tragic events unfolding here in Newtown. I want to reiterate my thanks to our first responders, our fire and emergency crew in particular, for the incredible work that they have done.
1: He's not ruling anything out in terms of reviews and investigations required, including looking at the state of building regulations. So it seems it didn't need to have sprinklers, but I think that that is something that would surprise or maybe shock people and something that could be looked at.
0: Do you think that this will raise some serious questions about the state of New Zealand's many older buildings across the country?
1: Yes, I I think it will. I think that we need to ensure, especially when you've got a building that has so many people, and we still don't know exactly how many people were in this building, living in this building, in it at the time of the fire. But, you know, we've been given the number 92 people. Uh, So especially if you've got a building housing that many people, then we need to ensure that it's safe and that if there is an emergency, People can get out quickly, especially in the dead of night, because, you know, everyone's asleep. Like I said, 12.25am when this fire, uh, well, when the fire crews were alerted to it. Uh, So, yes, I think there are going to be a lot of questions after this and some really big questions that will have ramifications for other similar sized buildings and buildings of similar ages around the country.
0: Katrina, where to from here? What are the plans for the next 24 hours?
1: One of the main priorities is getting inside, getting inside the building and giving it the all clear, checking that everyone is out and confirming that number of fatalities to give answers to those who haven't heard from loved ones and are obviously sick with worry about where they are, getting everybody out and making sure that the building is clear, making sure that it is structurally safe as well and not risk of collapse. Uh, There's also some concern around possible asbestos in the roof if that's a health hazard then clearing that and the other big priority here is looking after all of those residents who have been evacuated and are now homeless finding them somewhere to stay meeting their immediate needs clothing food support uh wrapping that support around them so that uh, they are okay and especially if they have lost a loved one in there and will no doubt be traumatized
0: thanks for joining us katrina that's it for this episode of The Front Page. You can read more about today's stories and extensive news coverage at nzherald.co.nz. The Front Page is produced by Sean D. Wilson with executive producer Ethan Sills. I'm Damien Venuto. You can follow The Front Page on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And tune in tomorrow for another look Behind the Headlines.